coming up. Bring the body back into balance so the body could heal naturally because the body's the greatest natural healer. And it, it turns out there's nutrient deficiencies in many diseases. Like if you think of chronic pain, it puts increased metabolic demands on the body when you're in chronic pain, mm-hmm. or you're in chronic sleep disorder, right? So when you have an increased metabolic demand, it's like a car running uphill. It uses more gas because of the increased metabolism. So, or, or if you have a Tesla, right? It uses a lot, lot more electricity if you're going up the hill. <laughs> so that that's that's the nutrient. So when you're when you have these disease states at a cellular level, you have a nutrient deficiency of neurotransmitters, a relative nutrient deficiency because of that metabolic demand. And with these medical foods that I'm working with or doing, these encapsulated medical foods, are they're providing amino acids to produce the neurotransmitters and bring the levels back to a balanced place so that the body is functioning optimally from a nutritional standpoint at a cellular level, and therefore the, the natural healing mechanism. We have a special offer for our Munch Bunch listeners. To book a virtual consult with Megan, she's offering a discount of $25 off. Just email her, Megan, at nwmyofunctionaltherapy.com or through her website, www.orofacial-myology.com. To book a virtual consult with Kimmy for the $25 off, email her mouthmusclememory at outlook.com or through the website, www.mouthmusclememory.com. Now on to the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Munch Bunch podcast. This is Kimmy Nishimoto and Megan Vanoy. Hello. Hi. And we have Dr. Mike Sinell. Dr. Mike Sinell is an author, and you might have heard of his book, Back Pain Remedies for Dummies. And then he also has written many other books, which I will let him speak to, but he specializes in spinal disorders and pain management from like a healthy standpoint. And we'll start with our affirmators and kick off the episode. All right. We are ready to pull our affirmator for today's episode. So I've got our big old chunk here. You guys let the cards speak for us. Okay, Kimmy, <laughs> tell me when to stop. All right. Stop. Ready. All right. What do we got? Oh, good. I love this. Gentleness. <laughs> There's a cloud. A little gentleness here. So gentleness. I speak with gentleness and I listen with gentleness too. I align with the gentlest part of myself and I take joy in being receptive, open, and unafraid. I'm like a baby deer who's best friends with a baby elephant. The baby elephant wraps its little trunk around my shoulders and we lie down gently on the grass, daydreaming and talking about what sorts of humans the clouds look like. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. I love it. I have been around baby elephants. They are the most gentle. Oh, I love it. I love it. What a great way to start this episode. (laughs) All right. Well, let's dive in. Great. Sure. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. So happy new year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I trained as a medical doctor and specialized in physical medicine, rehabilitation and pain management. And in New York, came out to California and became an assistant professor at UCLA school of medicine, taught in the med school for 30 years, and 
was always sort of um, holistically oriented to a degree. I was trained very traditionally, but I always brought in the things I thought were important, especially to manage pain. So I brought yoga therapy into the medical school and mindfulness meditation, both which I got to teach and uh, ran a department at Cedar sinai Medical Center. It was in private practice and really learning from my patients over the years because always looking for like, uh, you know, holistic approaches and alternative approaches if possible, although I did, uh, I did have partners who were spine surgeons. So when needed, you know, there was surgery and medications. But I also always try to, you know, as much as possible, keep people off pharmaceuticals because of all the side effects. And um, yeah, and, and you know, used acupuncture, chiropractics, um, meditation, yoga in the practice. But then came across these uh, nutritional approaches to pain in medical foods, these uh, encapsulated medical foods, which when I was practicing, I owned a number of integrated clinics in LA. And when I was practicing, I saw these products that were all natural and had published double-blind studies against like the most common non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, like ibuprofen, naproxen. <clears throat> and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that's incredible because mm-hmm. I have a lot of people taking taking anti-inflammatory medications and having lots of problems, upset stomach and, mm-hmm. you know, ulcers, kidney problems, cardiotoxins. I mean, they, they have a lot of problems associated with them in big population studies. And especially seniors are really more susceptible to those problems. So started trying these, these natural products for pain and these medical foods, which I had never even heard of the category. So I'll take a couple minutes and define the category, if that makes sense. Because I think mm-hmm. everyone's familiar with supplements and everyone's yeah. familiar with pharmaceuticals, right? Like pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. are either prescription or over-the-counter. And I certainly wrote a number of my lifestyle. And many people take ibuprofen and, you know, melatonin for sleep. And, and then everyone knows supplements, which that's melatonin is a supplement, right? Or, right. you know, for pain, people take turmeric or glucosamine or fish oil, right? These are all mm-hmm. supplements that are affiliated with having effects for pain. But, you know, the problem with pharmaceuticals is they're they're all associated with side effects and many drug interactions. So, you know, they may be helpful if you really need an antibiotic for something, you may have to take it, but you have to watch them and be careful, right? Drug interactions and side effects. And the public has become very discouraged by many pharmaceuticals over the years. Um, And then supplements, which many are terrific, but they're not regulated by the FDA. And it's sort of a marketing game to a degree. You know, we we all, there's like thousands of supplement brands out there. And it's very difficult for the public to discern what really works and what's good. So the reason is, a few things. There was a, a, an article on the cover of Time magazine years ago. They took like 100 different brands randomly off the shelves and found like a very high percent didn't have the ingredients they claimed to have in them, in the hmm. supplement. So they're not regulated by the FDA. Yeah, they're not regulated for their manufacturing. And they're not able to treat diseases or make claims, right? Because they're not regulated. So it's really difficult to say what is good, what is real. Most of them are based on theoretical scientific mechanisms Mm -hmm. as opposed to human trials, right? 
a drug that's based on human clinical trials. So I find this in-between category called encapsulated medical foods, which are FDA regulated, but they're all natural, right? And, and I was like, this is incredible. They're natural. They're completely safe. They don't have side effects and in drug interactions. And they're regulated by the FDA for their manufacturing. So you get exactly what it says on the bottom bottle. Mm-hmm. And the ones I got acquainted with were based on a messenger amino acid patented technology. So they were all amino acids and botanicals. And they were amino acids that are producing neurotransmitters that help regulate the body mm-hmm. and really bring the body back into balance so the body could heal naturally because the body's the greatest natural healer. And it, it turns out there's nutrient deficiencies in many diseases. Like if you think of chronic pain, it puts increased metabolic demands on the body when you're in chronic pain, mm-hmm. or you're in chronic sleep disorder, right? So when you have an increased metabolic demand, it's like a car running uphill. It uses more gas because of the increased metabolism. So, or, or if you have a Tesla, right? It uses a lot, lot more electricity if you're going up the hill. <laughs> so that that's that's the nutrient. So when you when you have these disease states at a cellular level, you have a nutrient deficiency of neurotransmitters, a relative nutrient deficiency because of that metabolic demand. And with these medical foods that I'm working with or doing, these encapsulated medical foods, are they're providing amino acids to produce the neurotransmitters and bring the levels back to a balanced place so that the body is functioning optimally from a nutritional standpoint at a cellular level, and therefore the the natural healing mechanisms. So we want to introduce this spot for Tot's course, a parent's guide for toddlers ages two to five for Mini Mayo. We have Megan and Kimmy going over nasal hygiene, myofunctional exercises, breathing exercises, tongue tie healing protocols, and then we have Jenny June going over sleep hygiene and Kelsey Baker going over feeding therapy and body work. Uh, the course is two ninety seven, and the link will be in the description. So I know that was a mouthful. Sorry about that, but the mechanism is <laughs> super important. And, no, uh, that's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, and we talk about this like optimal function is something that we talk so much about, kind of in our kind of myofunctional lens of you know nasal breathing properly, lip seal, tongue in the right position chewing and swallowing correctly. And all of those things are supposed to help translate to better sleep and better breathing and getting, you know, into that rest and digest and out of fight or flight. So this is just kind of like another perspective coming in to Mm -hmm. talk about what optimal function really looks like, um, kind of in all the, all the different aspects, because, you know, for us, you know, this is our lens and, Mm -hmm. you know, and then your lens comes in, it's like, we're filling in all the pieces of the pie um to really help people get to that optimal function which i think is really cool yeah i agree and also um what you were saying about the neurotransmitters it kind of ties into that episode we did with miles about the gut brain vagus nerve connection where most of your transmitters are in the gut and then they go up to the vagus nerve but they're formed in the gut yeah. Um, it turns out also, like you mentioned, the autonomic nervous system, a flight, mm-hmm. fright, 
right? Like the nerve, you know, the nervous system is what regulates our cellular function throughout the body to a great degree. The autonomic mm-hmm. nervous system, most of our society is dysregulated to a degree. Like mm-hmm. our, oh, our yeah. fight flight <laughs> and our relaxation is very dysregulated. And it's why we have all these things like proper sleep and breathing and yoga and meditation, like Mm -hmm. is to regulate our nervous system. So these neurotransmitters, when they get depleted, I mean, we're supplying the neurotransmitters through amino acids and technology to balance the nervous system. And one of the things that it's doing is regulating the autonomics, the flight, fright, the sympathetic, parasympathetic balance. And that helps dampen pain signals and inflammation. We have, again, you know, we have head-to-head studies against ibuprofen and naproxen showing that we could decrease inflammatory markers in the blood, decrease pain response with theramine, which is a purely natural amino acid and botanical-based product that's been given to over 30 million people over 10 years. Mm -hmm. Interesting to note, when I got acquainted with these, these were all prescription only back in the day, even though they were natural. Oh, interesting. And they were being reimbursed at $400 a bottle. And now now I retail them at, you know, $60 just to bring them to the public and give you a discount for your listeners. But, uh, (laughs) you know, so we have them for pain and for sleep and for cognitive decline and for fatigue and for neuropathy mm-hmm. and um, an appetite suppressor for obesity. We have them for PTSD. We have them for, I mean, in all of these wow. have been studied, I use them in my patients. We have lots of studies. We have a study with Centra PM against the biggest, one of the most widely prescribed sleep meds in the world is tryptophan. And, yeah. you know, study against that. So, uh, Hmm. Yeah, these are incredible, natural, safe solutions that are proven to be effective. And they're not supplements, so you know what you're getting, and we're able to make claims because we're nutritionally managing these diseases. So interesting. Do you guys have one that's like for adrenal support? Because I know that I and also Megan feel like our adrenals sometimes feel suck dry. (laughs) Yeah, I yep. uh, bought it. I bottomed out my cortisol earlier this year. Um, mm. Yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, so you know these are these are supplying a number of neurotransmitters. We do have one called mm. Centra AM that people take in the morning, just which increases alertness and cognition and mm. decreases fatigue. Because many people, when they say they have sort of adrenal deficiency, they're experiencing fatigue. As right. symptom, oh yeah right like yeah. low <laughs> yeah and and mm-hmm. sometimes you know not the clearest thinking and the centra am works really well like as a morning um pep you know and again it's producing neurotransmitters it's supplying amino acids and it's working for fatigue and cognitive decline and it increases alertness and then the sleep ones also you know getting a restful sleep is really critical right mm-hmm. so we have oh, yeah. we have both Gabadone and Centra PM both work for sleep. One is more for sleep with sort of anxiety when your mind can't stop racing at night. Another one is sort of just maybe low-level depression in sleep because they tend to work for that. That's the Centra PM. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And what sort of like, so most medicines have a botanical base, right? Like 
penicillin came from mold. Um, a lot of the anti-inflammatories came from plants originally. So your supplements, like, do what? What plant did they originate from? Well, amino acids are like from both plant and and food sources and animal food right. sources. Mm-hmm. Like these aren't vegan, so um, that you know, I, I, um, you know, the 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 origin of both of these. I'm not. I mean, of of different of the different amino acids, I've not dove deeply into them. They're also botanicals. There's things like caffeine, bao, yeah. and grapeseed extract that go into these that facilitate different cellular actions. So yeah. some of those are clearly caffeine from plants. I know cacao's from plants. Um, but yes, more amino acid based than. Plant-based, yeah. yeah. Amino acids with certain mm-hmm. botanicals that interface in this amino acid technology and uh, facilitate certain cellular mechanisms. It's like a five-step process. The amino acids are precursors to neurotransmitters. So this five-step process causes like cell uptake and it inhibits things like uh, tolerance and, and the slowing down of the production so it's an interesting technology that's patented. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. It's almost like at the cellular level, it's like mm-hmm. you're not just masking the symptom. It's like you're actually going down to those base elements. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly it. You know, I mean, we're, we're not, you know, a lot of farm, and this is a challenge practicing, was treating symptoms and Right. Putting band-aids on and staying on a medicine your whole life. Like if you have high blood pressure and someone says, Well, here, mm. take this and your blood pressure looks good, but stay on it. Like right. you can't happen- go off. <laughs> yeah. And what's happening to medicine, which I'm very excited, and I think this is a really critical part, is we're trying to get to root causes of things and fix them as opposed to just manage yeah. the symptoms and keep you on a medicine your whole life. I mean, you may need it to some degree, but if you could get to the cause and decrease the usage of the medicine. And these these medical foods, these encapsulated medical foods, often like I would see people in my practice on sleep meds or on pain meds, and I would add these. And as I would, you know, balance the cell at the cellular level nutritionally, we would slowly be able to decrease the medicines. And many people will get to a much, much lower dose or would get off. And some would just use it in combination at a very low dose. But at a low dose, most medicines have much, much, much less side effects, practically none. Our big study was against like, uh, was studied with naproxen showing you could, which is like a leave, an apricin, you could lower yeah. the dose at 70% of naproxen when you combined it with theramine and have the same effect. And that would eliminate like 98% of the side effects. So. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, So can people still take their medicines with these? Okay. Okay. There's no no drug interactions, no side effects. And many people do just still take them, especially when they're starting these, you know, they're done under physician supervision. And if you're starting this, you don't want to just stop your medicines abruptly. So if you're on a sleep medicine or if you're on pain medicines, I mean, I have 
colleagues who have patients on opioids and lots of different pain medicines, medicine for neuropathy. So they'll typically start the medical foods and then just start to cut the dosing slowly mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. the patient tolerates it. But it's no problem to stay on both either. Mm -hmm. And these could be used in combination both with, with each other as well as <clears throat> with prescription meds. Because again, they're amino acids and botanicals, so our body's producing these and they're natural. We just can't eat enough of these to meet these deficiencies. Mm -hmm. Like that's part of the FDA de definition that we're, we're addressing a nutrient deficiency in a particular mm -hmm. disease state that cannot be met with the normal diet. <laughs> and then the ingredients all have to be <clears throat> grass, excuse me, which means generally recognized as safe. So that's vitamins, minerals, amino acids, botanicals. <clears throat> the, the manufacturing has to be CGMP. That means good manufacturing practices certified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then <clears throat> if you have a disease state that we're managing, you should be being overseen by a physician, have supervision for taking mm -hmm. these. I want to go back to what you were saying about like the the NSAIDs. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about like what is the long-term effects of NSAIDs because I've had patients in the dental chair that have said like, oh, my husband is in kidney failure. I'm like, why is he in kidney failure? And they're like, oh, he took too much ibuprofen in his life. Or you hear about young teenagers mm -hmm. that overdose on Tylenol. Mm -hmm. um, and then they get, you know, damage to their liver. So like, what is the long-term effects of the NSAIDs? Yeah. I mean, these are increasingly found to be dangerous and it's interesting because they're so prevalent worldwide. So prevalent. I mean, I have beyond, you know, beyond several prevalent. in my, uh, medicine cabinet right now. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It, in an acute setting, yeah. like if you take one, you know, I got a bad headache. I want to stop it right away. Might some Tylenol or ibuprofen work or menstrual cramps might ibuprofen work fairly mm -hmm. quickly. Yes. Is that, I mean, they're working on the pain signals, but they're not getting to the root problem. Right. right. But so I'm not saying there might not be a place to use them, you know, modestly and, mm -hmm. you know, and intermittently for a very short period. But the problem is many people, like you say, you know, people like dental patients who have chronic TMJ, right. you know, or facial pain, many of them, just like many arthritic patients, just live yeah. on on Advil, ibuprofen, Aleve, naproxen, you know, and, and these things, yeah, there's kidney toxicity, there's thinning of the blood, there's cardiac toxicity shown in many of these, they could cause heart problems, you know. There's lots and lots. The most prevalent thing is, <clears throat> God bless you, is gastrointestinal problems by far mm -hmm. to the point of bleeding ulcers. And, mm -hmm. you know, and seniors, many, um, many of who have like chronic arthritis, I mean, they take these often for years and end up in the hospital with very significant, very significant or, or fatal side effects. When you look at the data on big populations, these non-steroidal anti-inflammatories are very uh, very dangerous for many people. We also are finding out like the use of them in treating pain we're seeing in many people can increase the propensity when you use them consistently for more chronic pain and increased pain, which is real interesting. So 
they're resetting pain receptors in not a good way and making people more mm. sensitive to pain. Mm. Yeah. So o- overall, they're not, you know, there's a place for them, but I, I can't see anyone who, who needs an anti-inflammatory medicine not trying theramine, which is all natural, and saying, hey, if I could just take the theramine, great, because I could take it forever with no side effects and no drug interactions. Mm. And there's been 30 million of them taken over 10 years. And they used to be prescription only. The FDA says they're safe. And we have big studies in science. And then even if you still need your ibuprofen and naproxen, you could potentially take a much, much lower dose, Mm -hmm. which is way, way safer. And that's, yeah. the, you know, if you could take 70% less of a dose and have the same effect, that's tremendous mm-hmm. for your health. Yeah. Well, I, I know that like in my family, uh, fibromyalgia is pretty rampant. Most of the women in my family have pretty significant fibromyalgia. And it's been interesting to see how the pain management doctors handle that depending on what state they live in. Mm-hmm. because of the opioid crisis right so I'm for excited. example yeah okay. i'm so, excited to talk about this so continue. yes so um for example my i have a family member that lives in utah utah just legalized medical marijuana for pain management so she is able to do a little bit of opioid with the tincture of marijuana that helps her with her pain um, my mother lives in Idaho, which it's absolutely illegal to use any sort of marijuana. They drug test frequently with the pain management doctors. She is only allowed to do ibuprofen and her opioids. My sister lives in Washington. When she, but she moved from Idaho. When she moved from Idaho to Washington, and she asked her pain management doctor for her opioids. They tried to send her to like therapy because they said that she was a drug addict. She's like, no, that's just from Idaho. That's how we manage our pain there. So then she wasn't allowed to get anything except for ibuprofen, but she's like, I'm in chronic pain, you know? So then she went to use the marijuana instead. So I think it's a nice intermediate thing because some people are not interested in using marijuana. They have either some sort of the mental block about it, or they have some sort of moral block about it. So I think this is a cool mix of like in between, like another option. Mm -hmm. And for fibromyalgia in particular, I'm very glad you brought that up. So one of the uh, previous chief medical officers of the company was, he was a rheumatologist and he was Mm. director of rheumatology at Cedar sinai another UCLA assistant professor. And, uh, he, he used to treat an enormous amount of fibromyalgia like myself, but he ultimately uh, published something and had a, had a protocol for fibromyalgia with these medical foods. So it's a complex problem. But if you think of, of some of the main symptoms of fibromyalgia, there's pain, there's mm-hmm. usually fatigue, and they find out that many fibromyalgia, there's deficiencies in the sleep cycle. So mm-hmm. if you look at pain, fatigue, and, and sleep as the three prominent symptoms, right? So he used a combination of three of these and had great results. And that became the protocol for fibromyalgia mm. patients. That so was like <clears throat> Centra AM in the morning for pain, taking two capsules. Cause th- I mean, for, for fatigue, I'm sorry. 
because Centra AM is that one I mentioned for fatigue and cognitive yeah. decline. Mm -hmm. And then Centra PM in the evenings for sleep. And that regulated um, the autonomic activity again. And that played a role in fibromyalgia. It gave a more restful sleep. And then theramine, which was the pain one, two to three times a day with meals, um, before meals, actually. So it was, you know, Centra AM, theramine, and Centra PM as a three medical food regimen for fibromyalgia. And I had many, many patients on it. And he did that for many, many years with excellent results and was able to get people down often off anti-inflammatories, often off even opioids. So that's a big deal because the opioids, I want to talk about that too. They're not without risks as well. Like how many people have you known that have died in their sleep from opioids? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're the... Right now, it's 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 still a major major crisis. I mean, it's it's killing yeah. over a hundred thousand people a year still in the United States. I mean, it's more than the more than wars, more than any war at this point. Mm. People have been young people have been killed by opioids, and and it's often the vast majority, I believe, now statistically is from people starting on prescription medications versus illicit, and then mm -hmm. you know just. Like my neighbor who was, I mean, in his 70s, he had a shoulder replacement. He never mm -hmm. did drugs. He was a very prominent attorney. And all of a sudden is like hooked on Oxycontin because he was yeah. managing shoulder pain. And uh, yeah, the opioids are really, really dangerous in terms of their addiction potential. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's so true. And yeah, so Kimmy was saying in her family, it's fibromyalgia. In my family, it's multiple sclerosis. My mom Ooh. has MS. Um, and then actually... Mm -hmm. Uh, my dad had a traumatic brain injury five years ago that everybody <laughs> at this point knows about. He had an AVM um, that resulted in a lot of complications, deficit, frontal lobe stroke. And so I'm always looking for different things, especially for him um, to help kind of bring that like cognitive neuro, you know, get some of those um, neurotransmitters. Yes, the neurotransmitters going again for him. And um, you know, it's, it's so interesting now having like such experience kind of in all the different medications. And I think Kimmy, what was it two years ago, almost three, I think, um, that, uh, he had like a whole manic meltdown to where we actually mm -hmm. had to admit him. We had to admit him to, um, the like psychiatric ward because he was so manic that like, he actually um, thought that my mom had a heart attack and died on the bathroom floor. Mm -hmm. Called nine one one. The entire like the emergency service, like in all of Sherwood, like showed up to my parents' house trying to break the door down. Oh, he called no. myself and all three of my sisters. Like, Your mom's dead. I need you to come to the house. And like, mm -hmm. luckily, I had two missed calls: one from my dad and one from my mom. And I called my mom first, and she was like, "Because <laughs> I know better." Um, and my mom's like, and he thought he he thought she was dead. Like he dead. Like they're, you know, you'd be like, "Dad, she's right in front of you," and he'll be like, "Yeah, she's here in spirit in our hearts." Mm -hmm. Like she's always amongst, <laughs> she's always amongst us, right? So when we took him. You know, he was telling the nurse, you know, he's like, they're like, well, what's going on, Kent? And he's like, well, I'm really sad because my wife just died. And I'm like, dad, she's literally sat next to you in the car as we drove you here. <laughs> so, you know, like he wow. still has, yeah, so many brain deficits. And um, so I'm always like looking at like, what's the, 
<laughs> yeah, something that can help brain, him. Mm-hmm. Brain injuries really can be. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry you, you've gone through that. Thank I mean, you. we, you know, I mean, we have seven seven of these amino acids that are producing the neurotransmitters, and we have them more for the symptoms like uh, like neuropathy. If you're getting mm-hmm. nerve pain, yeah. they work. And there are, you know. I, I don't know like an indication for traumatic brain injury, but certainly people with traumatic brain injury, many are having sleep difficulties. Many are oh, having yeah. cognitive decline or fatigue or mm-hmm. pain. And I think, again, the beauty of these is there's no harm in trying certainly right. specifically for mm-hmm. some of the symptoms that uh, may be showing up. Yeah. Yeah, because he's going to eventually, they say he's going to end up kind of in that Alzheimer's dementia space eventually. So, mm. you know, I'm always looking, I'm always looking for ways to push it off as long as we can, because he's young. He's just about to turn 60 in March. Mm. So, it's, you know, he's young. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a, wild, it's a wild story for a different <laughs> episode. But uh, <laughs> um yeah, I think that's I think that's what's so cool and important to talk about with these medical foods is the fact that you can you can try them without worrying necessarily about these negative like interactions, right? Um, you know, there's so many times where they want to try out a new medication, but you can't take this or you can't do that, or you know, if you're gonna get off of it, you have to wean off of it, you know, those kind of things. And I feel like that should kind of tell you something right there, you know, about how the body you know, regulates those things. Yeah, these are all about safety and and a natural way to heal to get the body in it in its optimal shape to heal itself and do its miracles. You know, but, mm-hmm. but using using a targeted nutrition approach and it's just very unique, very important category. I think pharma is mm-hmm. realizing they're starting to put a lot of money and research into the medical foods arena because they realize like okay. people are so oriented into natural. Not and people are going supplements and mm-hmm. you know, but this is really bringing like very strong science to nutritional medicine. One of my partners is the head of Stanford's Health Innovation Lab. My other partner was the ex CEO of GNC, and they're like, you know, he's a real leader in the field of nutritional medicine, and is so excited to see that we have human clinical data and are bringing like high level science and studies in humans. Mm-hmm with safety into treating, treating these ailments. Yeah. Because that's such a huge thing. Like GNC, like think of how many products that they have, but like Uh how many are like actually tested to the same level as your products. Like that's really, really cool. Yeah. It's very exciting. And uh, I hope, uh, I hope you're able to help spread the word because, you know, my goal and mission in, in taking over this company is really because yeah. I treated so many patients successfully with these and seen so many doctors and it used to be unaffordable for people. I mean, it was $400 a bottle, you know, so now you're going to yeah. be able for under 50 bucks a month or less for your mm-hmm. the discount code you have for your clients. And they're just really important to try and, mm-hmm. uh, See if you could avoid certain pharmaceuticals or just help help with mm-hmm. symptoms. It's like yeah. the ultimate root cause. Like you're mm-hmm. literally at the cell, <laughs> so small you can't even see it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I even have a couple of patients off the top of my head that I can like think of. I'm like, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna talk to them about this when I see them. You know, this week and next week. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Um. 
So going back to neurotransmitters, is there any um, like products that you have that have utilized anything from a mushroom base? Because that's like a really interesting topic now after like the fantastic fungi movie is like all the amazing medicinal properties of mushrooms, whether they're the edible version that we eat for food mm-hmm. or the like the psilocybin because mm-hmm. the psilocybin has been proven to like kind of flush those pathways as well do you utilize any um mushroom based things well these are like i, I came into this company after after these were developed because as i said they were mm-hmm. prescription only so i wasn't involved in the initial inventions and manufacturing. I was just the doctor who was like, wow, these are working on like millions of people or hundreds of thousands of doses. And um, I want to help get it out there. I mean, I'm a huge advocate of the roles of mushrooms. And, you know, I, I invested in a mushroom latte company, Everyday Dose, and it uses Reiki and all these different mushrooms yeah. I think are doing really well for people. But uh, yeah. these... These are very specific formulations that can't be altered and have been around like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually was like looking at buying that one. So I'm glad you said that because I saw something that said that it was better than mud water and I almost bought mud water. Do you like <laughs> much, it? Much, well, much better from a taste perspective. And, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I tried mud water once and that was it. But but yeah, the everyday dose I, I have and I use and I love and was just speaking to the founder and turned a lot of people on to it so it's a, it's a great one okay I, i'm gonna have to try it i'll let you guys know <laughs> yeah yeah keep oh, us posted. <laughs> i love it i love it well so if people were interested um in you know purchasing these medical foods where would they so where would they find it med- medicalfoods.com is is our website so that that's nice and easy easy right easy. medicalfoods.com but um we're giving we're giving a, a nice discount code for your listeners so uh, thank you, you have that information that you could post and they could go to medicalfoods.com and it also it's a very deep website like layers and layers if people want to go into research and white papers and science mm-hmm. and, you know it goes right. And talks about the studies against um, some of the big pharmaceuticals and treatment. And again, you know, this is for everything from obesity, neuropathy, PTSD, fibromyalgia, just general chronic pain and inflammation, osteoarthritis, sleep disorders of anxiety, depression, cognitive fatigue, um, cognitive decline and fatigue. So we have a lot of products for many, many different ailments and medicalfoods.com has all the information people can want. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for the code for our listeners too. Mm -hmm. Trying to affordably spread these large scale for people. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh man. Well, I learned so much today. I'm really excited. I'm excited to try them. Excited to go read all about them. I'm glad that you guys have the research on there too, because that's, you know, so much of what people will ask us, you know, about the research or where can we find it? And, you know, so I think that's awesome that it's just so kind of open access to everybody. Um, And that way, you know, everything can be really just transparent and there's no barriers to trying these things, which is really cool. So, Mm -hmm. Oh, Kimmy, is there anything else that you want to ask before we wrap it up? 
Um, no, I think we covered everything I was interested in. We talked about mindfulness, mushrooms, mm-hmm. you know, all the things I love. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. great, great way to start the Tuesday morning here. I love it. Well, are you also, are you on social media at all? Do you have any other um, ways that we can find you? Yeah. I mean, I'm on Instagram. I think you have all these links, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it starts at medicalfoods.com. And then I think everything is there, but my Instagram is Dr. Michael Seidel. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. We always like to say it out loud too, for our, our ones who are always listening right. versus the watchers. So yeah. perfect. Yes. We will get you kind of linked into Instagram. And of course, if you guys want to find us, you can find Kimmy at Mouth Muscle Memory. You can find me at NWMFT and you can find us both at the Munch Bunch podcast. So thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to hang out with us and talk to us more about the medical foods. And I'm very excited to try them. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate the time. Hopefully your listeners will benefit from these. Yeah, absolutely. So that's exciting. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody.